0: there's an atmosphere of fear and anxiety, and we're facing an unknown, we're not obligated to join that climate. Thank you for downloading our podcast. Make sure you subscribe to get new ones every week. And don't forget to check out our website and social media. Now, here's our special guest speaker, Amberly Striebeck. Well, welcome again from FUMC Sweetwater and happy Easter. I do realize that Easter Sunday was a few weeks ago, but we're still celebrating on the church calendar the season of Easter and our account that um, hopefully you um, watched a video or were able to read from scripture this morning of this um, journey of two people on the road to Emmaus when they were joined by Jesus is still on the very First Easter Sunday. This is Resurrection Day. Our passage starts with, now the same day, the two of them were going to a village called Emmaus. And as we're coming to um, celebrate Easter this year, it's it's a little different, isn't it? (laughs) I mean, I think my Easter was a little different than any I had ever had. I was thinking back to the Easter's as I've celebrated them with my family. Um, Ryan and I have had wonderful Easter celebrations with um, every church he's ever served. And the great times that we've had with our kids, watching them dye Easter eggs and and hunt Easter eggs. Um, All three of our children were baptized on an Easter Sunday. And so every Easter, we commemorate their baptism. And I thought back even to Easter's from when I was a kid. And Easter has always been a part of my life, and Easter Sunday has always been kind of a big, loud deal, right? Um, Which makes sense. It's the resurrection we're celebrating. We are Easter people. It is a big deal. And every Easter started with the Easter outfit, right? Kind of like this one. White hat, white gloves, white dress, and if you look really closely, you can see little me as rolling her eyes. (laughs) So we had the Easter outfit, and then, of course, you had the big, loud Easter egg hunt. Um, We always had one at church, and if you have as many cousins as I have, every Easter egg hunt was a big, loud affair. Uh, There was yelling and screaming and running and sometimes tackling. Church seemed like it was a big, louder deal. The room is a little fuller, which I love. I really like that people we don't get to see often who come Uh, and visit family, come to church on Easter Sunday. I also really like that um, statistically we know that people who have never come to church before, if they're going to try it, they might try it on Easter Sunday. So the room is a little fuller and the energy is a little bigger. And I love the songs. All of the songs are happy. All of the songs are loud. I can't really sing any of them, but I love to try in that room full of people. And just belt out, up from the grave, he arose we didn't get to do that this year. It's been a little different. And that's okay. I think what we can embrace and appreciate this year about Easter might be something more like the very first Easter that we're reading about, the very first day of the resurrection. Let's look at a time that was, you know, the resurrection was a big deal, but not everybody knew it yet. And the fanfare that we can celebrate with our perspective of 2,000 years later wasn't happening yet. In fact, on the very first Resurrection Sunday, the disciples had kind of scattered. There weren't any big gatherings then either. They were gathered in pockets, right? Small groups of probably 10 or less. It was in an atmosphere of fear and anxiety The way things had been going suddenly got interrupted. And the plans that they had made got erased from their calendars too. And I want to look at a few details of things that happened that we might can appreciate more this year than we ever have before and that we might ever get to again about what this very first Easter was like. I want to look a little bit at some things that Jesus didn't do and at some things that he did. So one of the, my very favorite details of the very first Easter comes when Jesus... Uh, we get this detail from John, actually, that Jesus arose and the very first thing he did was fold his laundry. Um, we get from John's gospel that Jesus... Uh, when, the, when the disciples got there, they saw that Jesus was gone... And that the strips of linen were lying there, as well as the burial cloth that had been around Jesus' head. And the cloth was folded up by itself, separate. Now, I've heard that talked about as evidence that Jesus arose. He wasn't stolen by grave robbers who wouldn't have bothered to fold the laundry before they left. And he didn't just disappear into nowhere because then the uh, burial shroud and the linen strips would have just fallen on top of one another. But that Jesus arose, which is great. What it says to me is that Jesus was calm. In an atmosphere of anxiety and fear and wondering, he was not in a hurry. Because I don't know about you, but I don't fold my laundry when I'm in a hurry. I don't carefully fold the clothes I was wearing if I'm stressed out and anxious and in a rush. And I love that one of the very first acts in the resurrection tells us that when there's an atmosphere of fear and anxiety and, and um, we're facing an unknown, we're not obligated to join that climate. That like Jesus, we can bring a sense of calm and that Jesus' resurrection brings that to us. So Jesus arose and he, and he folded his laundry. Um, the other thing that Jesus didn't do was uh, he doesn't seem to be um, gloating about his victory. He just won the most decisive victory in all of the world's history. And I'm telling you, if it was me, there would be no calmly rolling aside a stone and walking out of the grave. I would have busted it to pieces and climbed out over the rubble and probably yelled a battle cry of victory Apparently, Jesus can appear and disappear at will, and I very certainly would have sought out the Sadducees and the Pharisees and done my very best in zone dance. Or possibly sought out Pilate or Herod or Caesar. And I think sometimes we still want Jesus to be that kind of a victor. We want him to be the comic book hero who climbs on top of the rubble and gathers a crowd. But he doesn't do that either. Jesus chooses his first audiences. First, it's Mary in the garden, just one person, a woman, right outside the tomb. And his next audience is just two people. It's these two people, Cleopas and his unnamed companion, as they're walking to Emmaus. And we're told in Scripture that this is a journey of about seven miles. And they were talking to each other about everything that had happened when Jesus joined them for some part of that journey. And again, Jesus doesn't appear to be in a hurry. Because he walks with them for I don't know what part of that journey, but a while. Because it tells us that um, Jesus started with Moses and the prophets and explained to them what all the scriptures meant concerning himself. I'm going to say he was with them for a better part of those seven miles. And then even at the end of it, when Jesus looks to be going on, they invite him to stay for supper, which he does, until they recognize him in the breaking of the bread. And this is a moment I understand a little better right now, too. Um, I've been in my house almost around the clock for almost a month now with my children, and I love them. I very do. But about once a day, I've been able to get out and go for a walk with a friend or two, And sometimes five miles doesn't seem like quite enough. (laughs) And when you get to the end of the walk and you want your friend to stay, this is a moment that I understand. And Jesus does. He's not in a hurry. He's not too important. He chooses to share the best news that has ever been shared with one person and then two people at a time. This continues throughout the glimpses that we get of Jesus in his time after the resurrection. He eats some fish and has a conversation with Thomas. Then he cooks some fish and has a conversation with Peter. In conversations and not crowds, and not in a big hurry, and not gloating about his victory, Jesus shares the good news of the resurrection. So I pray that this year as we get a chance to do the same, we gather around modest meals, and have good conversations, that the resurrection is spoken anew into your heart the way that it has been into mine by the people that I get to see right now. So happy Easter. Christ is risen.